Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. Father, (laughs) oh, Father, we love you, Father, we love you, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we worship you, Lord, Lord, we just right now ask you to uh, help Kim and me to to share this uh, message that will bring, be edifying to everyone who hears it, Lord. It'll bring useful information, Lord, to further their walk with you. To come from weakness to power, from death to life, Lord. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. So I can't hide behind the podium over there, right? Kind of reminded me of not hiding, put your light underneath the bushel. <laughs> so, thank you. That's Laura's podium, right? <laughs> oh, God is so good. The worship is amazing and um, just amazing. Um God sees all of you, Ann, Holly, Patty, Stephanie, this is a good, Cammie, Jackie, Donna, Pam, Roger, Alan, Kevin, Matthew, Lyra, Carrington, Donna, I mean, Laura, I already said Donna, Brent, and Matthew, happy birthday, Matthew! wants you to know that he sees you and he knows you. And if you've been feeling like you're not important, it's just a big lie. And he is going to to make known to you today a, a deeper revelation of how much he loves and adores you, but more than that, how much he wants you to know him better, because we're all growing, and we go from precept to precept, and I always liken it to being like when you go to kindergarten. And you're kind of like freaked out because it's the first day of school. You don't know anybody, and you don't know what you're going to be learning. And then you go, and then, you know, you keep, you know, passing one grade to the next grade. And you're in fifth grade, and you are at the top of the ladder, and you know everybody, and you know everything until you go into sixth grade. 
and then it merges, and then you're back to the same place again where, oh my gosh, I don't really know anything, and I don't know anybody, and you're uncomfortable, and you're scared, and, and you got to start all over again. It doesn't mean that like you don't know anything. You just start all over again advancing. And we go through that all the time in our walk with the Lord. So we believe that you, you all are getting a promotion and an advancement. You're, you're going to go up another grade. And it's, it's amazing because he just wants you to know how much he loves you and adores you and that you are super, super important to him. He created you in his image, and he loves you so much. And I found this poem. Jim will get to talk. He will, I promise. If God had a refrigerator... Your picture would be on it. If he had a wallet, your photo would be in it. He sends you flowers every spring and a sunrise every morning. You are the apple of his eye and the delight of his heart. And he even knows the very hairs or hair on your head. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I know that each of you, <laughs> each of you um, have your own special name for father, papa, daddy, you know, whatever is that endearing name. It, it, he, he loves it. He absolutely loves it. Um, so here's the thing. God desires intimacy. Um, he created, we're going to go back to Genesis real quick, and, and I got to tell you, he's been doing a work on me as far as the detail thing. He told me, Kim, I give you detail because you love detail. And I do love detail. However, not everybody else loves detail as much as I love detail. So I'm, I, w believe me, we've been trying to narrow this down. And I sent Matthew uh, probably three PowerPoint updates, you know. <laughs> I did. But, um, and I want to thank Matthew for being so patient. Um, and I want to thank Matthew, my, my son, our son, because... This is my first PowerPoint presentation I've done on my own. It's like, oh, my gosh. I'm, I am so blown away. Um, Nerve-wracking, but amazing program. I, I love it. Oh, so, yeah, so we got to use it, right? So how do I use I don't know how to use this thing. On and arrow down. So this is so cool. It takes to God and you to have a, have a relationship. So he, we're going to go to Genesis briefly, okay? He 
he created you, he created you in his image. And I, I thought this was super cool that when, when I was reading, he created, you know, the, um, his, the first day he created, and it doesn't say good. The second day it says good, third day. And it's kind of like when you start making something the first time you make it, oh, this is nice. I mean, not God thought creation was awesome, but, but, but with us, we, oh, this is nice. I'm going to try it again and again and again and again, right? And then, and then we come to, I got to tell you, we come to um, the fifth day uh, when he made, like, let's just say the Beatles, because we just came back from Creation Museum, and I, if you guys haven't ever been to Creation Museum, I know Pam and Roger just came back too, but we took Matt to Creation Museum on his graduation, but we just took our son Rob to Creation Museum and the Ark, and if you've never been, you got to go, but the most amazing thing at the Creation Museum that we saw was the Beatles, like, there are zillions of beetles, shapes, sizes. <laughs> That's for Laura. <laughs> God loves you, Thank yeah. you. That is oh, so good awesome. that we each have our own. So, <laughs> so um, these are farthest for <laughs> So, anyways, it is so stinking amazing how... Just the beetles alone, color, shapes, sizes, there's thousands of them in this room, and it really blew Rob away, blew us away. Um, but that's just beetles. We have birds, we have snakes, we have spiders, we have, but God created that on the fifth day. But then on the sixth day, he didn't create anything after the sixth day. Why? Because he created the masterpiece, and that's, that's you. And I thought that was so cool. He wants you to know you're his masterpiece, okay? Um, and that he desires um, intimacy with you. He, Jeremiah 31, 3, he, he wants to tell you that he loves you with an everlasting love. And he is drawing you with his loving kindness. I mean, just even in worship today, I'm bawling because it's just, his love is just so uh, overwhelming sometimes. Um, so uh, when he, oh, you have something to say? Yeah, well, it's like kind of like um, God, uh, we bring him our offerings, you know, and sometimes they're kind of rough around the edges, you know, because sometimes we can't give the Lord everything that, that we think we should or that we even could because we hold back sometimes. There's, as they say, rooms. There's um, things we're not really willing to give up to the Lord. But I believe, this is just my personal belief, that the Lord honors anything we're willing to give him. He sees it as a beautiful thing. You know, you may not be able to mean it when you say, take all of me. Maybe, you're not, you could never, maybe you would never say that because you're an honest person. You know, you might struggle with that. But if you just say, Lord, I, you know, I, just, I just love you. I just love you, Lord. Something so simple. I just lift up this offering to you of my praise for you. Something like that. And he is going, 
Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Come on. So he, he, he just uh, will accept our offerings, the big ones, but the small ones too. Yes, that's, he, he, that's just because he loves us so much. And when he created us, this is really cool too. Uh, he created us, we were the last, the last of, of the sixth day, and he had to rest because that was a lot of work creating <laughs> us. But he says, when God saw everything that he had made, it was very, very good. good. So you are very good, very good. He's, he's very pleased. And why? Why did, why did he create us? You know, what, you know, what is the purpose? What's the plan? How do we fit in? Um, well, first of all, he's got a huge plan for us, but the most important is, is relationship with him. He so desires for us to have relationship with him um, and to um, get to know him. Um, I love the verse um, of in Genesis where he is walking and talking with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. Walking and talking. That's, that's relationship. And, you know, what are they talking about? Well, you, you know, we were like, we were talking with Kevin. What were they talking about? Like how great he is and all the things that he made and, and all the, oh, my gosh, God, look at all the many beetles and all the colors and stuff like that. And, and not only just that, but God is like, you know, what do you think of this or how you feeling or how you doing? It's, it's a mutual, you know, relationship which is amazing. So um, so that takes us to um, the fact that uh, we have this relationship, walking and talking with him, and then, of course, sin entered. But this is how awesome God is because he even gives, like, a second another opportunity um, that he sent Jesus uh, to to bring us back into right relationship, into right fellowship with him. And, um, and Jesus is even better. You know, he's given us everything, the Holy Spirit, comfort, all that. I know you guys know that. So what, I w what we wanted to do is to kind of talk about what is relationship, what is friendship. Uh, think about your best friend could be a puppy because I remember you saying your best friend was your puppy dog it could be you know just think think about your think about your best friend and uh, and what what makes that relationship a great relationship not I know you have acquaintances you have classmates you have yeah, you know, employee relationships. That's not the same People thing you as your, your bestie. Your, what do they call it, ride or die? You know, your um, core, your dream team, you know, your closest. And, and what does that look like? So we had um, come up with a list a relationship involving a series of interaction between two individuals. That's why the sermon's called 
It takes two, God and you, because God can't have a relationship without you, and you really can't have a good relationship without God. You both recognize that the relationship has a bond, and it's reciprocated. I love you, and you love me. God loves you, and you love God. And it's not obligatory. Like, it's, we have free will. We have free choice, which that makes it amazing. Um, we're all individuals. And what's super cool is that even Jesus gave everything to us, you know. Um, then it always has to do with companionship, shared interest, motivation. So we wanted to... <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Things about what makes your relationship. Sorry. Your relationship. You want to write it? Oh. Or no? No. What I'm ma- a terrible writer. So, yell out what makes um, your best relationship whether it be with God or your puppy dog or, or your best friend, your mom, your dad, your spouse, brother, sister. Um, can you guys all see this? <laughs> can you see all the words that are on it? Are you able to read it? <laughs> oh, I wish it was. Let me just you can wipe see it. it. So what? I guess I can write it if it helps. So, yeah, what? So, name off, um, Ann. Holly. What make, uh, think of your best friend, best relationship, and what makes that um, so tight? Steph. Trust. Vulnerability. Kindness, intimacy, vulnerability, <laughs> history. history. Oh, that was good. really good. History, loyalty. Yeah, honor. Yep, acceptance. Yes. Yeah, how honesty communication. How can you even have a really good relationship if you don't have like communication? You can't trust somebody. Matthew. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. Makes a good friend, right? Best friend. Memories, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, anyways, this is awesome. So, I want to just jump in here, splash. Vulnerability. I'm not exactly sure how to spell it. I could kind of hack it out. 
But I think, well, you know, I'm thinking there's a reason for that. Vulnerability. Uh, how many of us are willing to be vulnerable with another person? I mean, vulnerability, let's think about that. Let's think about vulnerability for a while. You can't really, vulnerable means that you can get hurt, right? That you can get hurt, so who said vulnerability? Okay. You can get hurt if you're vulnerable. Well, Jesus got hurt, right? He was vulnerable. He was willing to give it all for us, right? Okay. But the thing is, that there's probably a reason I couldn't write that, because vulnerability is huge in our, in our honesty with God. And our friend, a good friend, you know, if, you, if you're not willing to be vulnerable with a, your friend, there really isn't much of a relationship. And it can, then, it can mean that you, you can get hurt, and you probably will from time to time. But a good friend will care enough about you to come and put the bomb on that or, or to apologize or to, to work through whatever the issue is because you were willing to be vulnerable. And I just pray that today that we could all be more vulnerable and nobody's really worthy of your, of, <laughs> I don't know how to say this, but nobody's really worthy of your, your trust in that. Because it has to be, you need to be willing to be vulnerable. And you may say, every time I put myself out there, I get hurt. So does that mean that you should stop putting yourself out there? That would be the logical conclusion. <laughs> but the thing of it is, is, you know, Maybe you need to get with somebody else. Maybe you need to get with another group that's not going to hurt you, that's not going to treat you wrong. You know, maybe the problem isn't you're being vulnerable. Maybe you're giving your heart to the wrong people. It's just a thought. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Close enough. Okay, vulnerability. Okay, your turn. So we, 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 we came up with some as well. Trustworthy, supportive, accepts you as you are, safe, no fear, no judgment. Emotionally available. Has your best interest. Completely comfortable. Oh, yeah. We have the loyal. Yep. And I liked what Jim said because you really have to have some kind of a um, plumb line or some kind of a uh, something that shows you whether that friendship relationship um, continues to grow or and and the thing of it is is there's seasons there's seasons with with friendships too, um, but with God, it's forever. It's it's a forever relationship, yep. and um, so it was really neat that we were taking this class, and like how how do you how do you have relationship, um, how do you create relationship? Cammie said by communicating, 
hanging out, spending time. And that's like what God is saying. Like to have a deeper uh, friendship with God, deeper relationship with God, it's spending time with him in prayer, uh, hanging out with him at church. Um, You know, you think of all the things that we do, you know, communicating, having couch time or going out and, you know, socializing that's evangelizing. You know, it's, it's, it's all the same thing. Um, but it was really neat because I, we actually looked up um, different friendships in the Bible. And Abraham and Lot had an amazing, uh, because Abraham was Lot's uncle, right? And he was a protector, or he, he looked at and wanted to make sure he had the best, he got the best land and he, and he didn't get burned up, you know. Um, Moses and Aaron. Uh, Aaron was a good support person for Moses. And, uh, of course, we all know Jonathan and David, how loyal and um, sacrificial uh, their relationship was. Um, Elijah and Elisha. And um, Elisha was very faithful in serving. And he got blessed. He got a double portion. And we have Ruth and Naomi. We all know that story. And um, so we're all very familiar with those relationships. But again, the most important is the relationship that you have with Jesus and the relationship that you have with Father God. Because Jesus died so that we could be back in right relationship with him. So it's just amazing. And anything you want to add? So here's the thing. So we were at this class, and we um, read this book. And what I want to do, whoops, you can't see that yet. What I want to do is talk about one of the ways that we can have amazing fellowship with each other. You know what we're going to do now? We are going to talk about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is like the most incredible, I think, holiday where you get together with family and friends and you enjoy a meal. And what we want to know is what are some of your... Are you going to do the writing again? Sure. Do you want me to just do that? I think I'm going to help you. Okay. Um, no, we'll both do it. We'll both do Because it. they're going to be... You're going to be yelling out what your favorite. Oh, I get this. You on one side and me on the yeah, other. Yeah, yep, yep. That's cool. You're going to be telling us some of your favorite meals at Thanksgiving. And we're going we're gonna to put it on the board, okay? So start going. What? Mac and Mac cheese. Mac and cheese. Oh. Cheesy mashed potatoes. I'll do that one. Mashed potatoes Cheesy. and gravy. Mash. Stuffing. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Anti-stuffing, right? With the We're just stuffing it all. So you got I'm stuffing? I got stuffing. Okay. Fried chicken collard greens. Collard greens. You do collard greens, I'll do fried chicken. 
Oh, they're together? Oh, sorry. I don't know. Okay. Turkey. Oh, my gosh. We cannot oh. forget the turkey. Turkey. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a... Red is for cranberries. Oh, cranberries. Gotcha. Okay, so there's a reason. There's a reason why we're doing this. Is when you, when you. I know. I'm sorry, but there, there's a reason why we're doing this because to make you hungry, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we brought some apple pies to celebrate Matthew's birthday. Um, but the reason why we're doing this is we took this class. And we were supposed to read this book. And this book was stinking amazing. And to me, when we were reading the book, it was just like Thanksgiving dinner. Look at this. Such an abundance. 52 chapters in this book. Yes. It's just a. So we're going to start at number one. No, we're not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving feast. When we have. Thanksgiving, we're so full, we're so fat, we're so satisfied, we're so thankful, um, and really God can do anything, everything and everything, anything and everything, abundantly. And to me, when we were going through this book, there's 52 things, it's just a very, um, a book that looks like that, and we actually got each one of you guys that book. Because it is so amazing. And, of course, it doesn't replace the Bible. It, it, it actually helps with our re relationship with God and being intimate with him. And 52 things, there's 52 weeks out of the year. And we had to get this done in, like, uh, three weeks, four weeks. And it was, like, we were tasting little bits of the Thanksgiving meal. I mean, we, we were so stuffed after reading this. And, and what this is, is it's um, secrets. Isn't it neat to see secrets up there? And you're like, what does it say? It makes you want to look at it. But anyways, um, it, it's secrets of the secret place. And it's about your quiet time with the Lord, your, you know, getting alone with him and going in secret. Carrington, can you pass one of these out? So what we're going to do is we're just going to, well, to each each person. Um, I'm, I don't know if you can see this list. And no. I also put it up there, but you probably can't see that either. 
That's but okay. it's really important. It's okay. Can you see it? <laughs> it's really important because what we're going to do is we're going to highlight um, very briefly a couple oh. of our favorite chapters in this book just to give you a taste, a morsel, a piece yeah. of what this book is about. We're going to... A little um, slice of pie or something. Huh? A little slice of pie. Yeah, a little slice of pie. I know I'm <laughs> making you guys hungry. So you do so yours you first. So did you want me to go to chapter first? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. So anyways. In and, and I'm going to do a disclaimer. The one that he's doing right now, he'll do it just a teeny bit long, but the rest of them are really, really yep. breezed by. Yep. And we're not doing all 52, okay? We're, not, we're only going to be here for just a little bit. A little bit longer here. And uh, the author of this is Bob Sorge. And uh, he was a worship pastor, or is a worship pastor. He was a worship pastor and a pastor of his church. But he, he had a throat cancer, and he lost his ability to, to uh, be able to speak like this because he, he speaks like this because that's what he has to do now. He, so he's lost. To, he can't sing like he used to. He can't preach like he used to. So the Lord opened up a, a window of opportunity for him to write books He's written many books, um, and, and, they're, and they're pretty good. But anyways, I'll get right into this. The uh, Chapter number one is the secret of saying yes. And I think we were doing that prophetically today when we were saying, say yes, say yes, you know. And we're, to, uh, we're just saying yes to the secret place, first of all, mm -hmm. and yes to God and, and his desire to meet with us there. I'm sure we all have, we all pray, but, you know, there's, there's something more, there's t more that was, we're learning and being reacquainted with the fact that there's things that he really wants to show us when we get serious and committed about our secret time. So anyways, I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to actually read this little story here because I tried to personalize it. it just, I just couldn't get it together. And I, remember, I couldn't remember all the facts, but I'll just read this quickly. Chris and Deanne were feeling overwhelmed by a looming financial challenge. In desperation, they took some time late one evening after setting... That's chapter one, the secret of saying yes. Yes, yes, that's correct. Say yes, 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 yes. It is. Um, they uh, took some time one, one evening after settling their kids into bed to seek the Lord's help because they had some financial... Um, problems they needed to make some decisions on. And as they sat together in the living room couch, making their petitions known to God, suddenly an audible voice began to speak. If you need help, call 911. And they looked at, they looked at each other, and they heard it again. If you need help, call 911. And they were pretty shocked, like, this is strange. We sit down, and we're actually hearing this at, what is that? So they looked around, and they, uh, now I'm telling the story instead of reading it, uh, and they opened the garage door, and there was one of their little kid's toy, ambulance. So uh, Chris, and it was just going off. Yeah, it was just, it was just going off. <laughs> and, and Isn't that God? Yeah, so Chris picked up the ambulance, and he pushed a button next to the emergency lights, and the voice began to speak. If you need help, call 911. And they wondered aloud how that toy had activated uh, on its own accord. And suddenly the Holy Spirit began to nudge Chris with these words. If you need help, call 911. 
Psalm 911. Yeah, I know, that's pretty cool. Going back to scriptures, this verse had an entirely new meaning to them as they read it aloud. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Chris and Deanne understood this to be a divine invitation to them, and it renewed their devotion to the secret place relationship with him. If you would first seek the intimacy of abiding in the presence of the Almighty, the Lord will direct the supply of their financial need and whatever your needs are. He'll become the director of the supply of your need. So. Yeah, so, so then um, the scripture verse about um, going into the secret place, shutting the door, and God, your Father, is there. He's already there. Um, did you? So the thing of it is, is Father God, that is in, um, well, anyways, I'm very distracted here. When you go into the secret place, shut the door, Father is there. It's not a question if he is or he's not there. He's there. And shutting the door is like shutting, like you're shutting everything else out. And there is no question that Father, it's just like if you guys, Jackie and Cammie, um, went into a room, uh, you both are in there. It's not like you're waiting you know, if you guys, if, if, he, if you get together, um, want to spend time with each other, we have to know that he's already there. So there was this one chapter about um, chapter 24, which is called The Secret of Getting Dressed, and it said how there's four ways that Satan accuses us. So we're, when we're in that secret place, with our doors shut, uh, sometimes our mind swirls with things. And uh, the devil is the accuser of the brethren, so he's going to be constantly messing with us because he doesn't want us to get close to God. He doesn't want to us to get intimate with God. So he's going he's gonna to do all sorts of things. But this was really neat. In Chapter 4, Secret of Getting Dressed, I'm just going to briefly tell you there were four ways that the devil accuses. He takes God, and and he accuses us to God, meaning like um, you can't you can't trust God. You know he why why is this happening to me? You know God's not doesn't love me. He accuses God to us, meaning um, you know that we're failures or or something like that. He accuses us to each other like. Well, he didn't call me the other day, so I guess he doesn't like me or something. Um, he accuses us to ourselves all the time that I am not worthy, you know, I'm not good enough. And, um, and it talks about just ways of how we can overcome that. Um, and, and one is like, you know, praying and fasting, but putting the armor on. And we all know about putting the armor on. But there was this one little truth that he said in the book that it was kind of funny to me. When we put the belt of 
truth on. And that's so like our pants won't fall down. That's what we won't, we won't, I know it was kind of weird, but a belt, you know, to keep us strong and to keep us healthy and to keep us whole and to keep us protected. And I just thought that was really neat. So. Another one that we want to highlight is the secret of humbleness um, or the secret of humility. Um, I thought this statement is pretty profound. Prayerlessness is the first sign of arrogance and independence. Humility says, Lord, I'm empty without you. I'm broken without your wholeness, and I'm helpless without your strength. I'm clueless without your wisdom, and apart from you, I'm nothing. Lord, I need you. I need you so desperately that I've come here into this secret place to pour out my heart to you again. Then chapter 22, the secret of finishing. It was amazing. We, it was like, wait on the Lord until he dismisses you. Like, dismisses. You know, like we pray, pray, pray. Plop, I'm all done. But did he dismiss us? You know, kind of like, okay, school's out. You guys, you know, go. I just thought that was really amazing. And then that, that waiting, waiting, because we were talking about that in worship, how a lot of us have been waiting and, and Brett, you said how, you know, let's pick up that prayer that we've been believing. This was so cool. We all have seasons, seasons of growth. This was so amazing. It says that if we had just life of sunny happiness without rain clouds, we would have a desert. So we have to have some of those uh, different types of seasons in our lives. Um, chapter 3, I have more than you. Chapter three, secret, <laughs> secret of the secret of listening. Check this out. Things don't change when I talk to God. Things change when God talks to me. Gosh, some of this revelation. Um, it says nothing much happens when we speak, but when God speaks, the universe comes into existence. So. I'll do one more, and then you can do your, your thing, yours. Um, the Secret of Desperation, Chapter 28. Are you guys getting full yet? Um, is, is Think about it. If you were drowning, if you were drowning and you couldn't breathe, wouldn't you be desperate? And isn't it true they say that you, can't, you're, you shouldn't go save a drowning person because if you go save a drowning person, they're going to just suck you under, Okay. The desperate people do crazy things sometimes. And when we're desperate for the Lord, oh, my gosh. And, and he's desperate for us. He does some amazing things. He shows up. Like today, his glory, his presence, he shows up. Um, so that is so amazing. Okay. Uh, another, another one is uh, Secret of the Morning. So are you not a morning person? <laughs> Jim is not a morning no, person. No, I'm not. And the coffee helps. Again, it gets me there. And uh, I just want to tell you, sometimes <laughs> we'll wake up, and she'll feel that the Lord told her that we're going to take communion. And, of course, I, always, I will never turn down communion. That would just be wrong. But 
I hadn't had my coffee yet, you know. So, I mean, just be honest with you, it's like, can we do that in about 15 minutes? And, of course, then I'm fighting. I'm not fighting, but I'm, it, it's between me and God, not me and her. And because, you know, can't you, you know, just be, put the coffee. You can wait for your coffee. Come and enter in. And it's not, it's, it's not unusual for her to have been up before me. And I believe she hears from God. You know, so she says that we need to do communion. You know, I, I'm, I believe her. I believe her, and so, oh, enough about you. Yeah, yeah. We want to hear. We want to hear. What is that chapter? <laughs> chapter of mourning. Yes, yes, we are married, and uh, so, <laughs> so. Anyways, this the secret of mourning, and I was talking about uh, not being a mourning person. Mm-hmm. You want to hear it again? Yes. Okay, I was talking about coffee and how. Oh, oh, oh not that again. Okay. Jesus was a morning and an evening person and an afternoon person. Um, he did go away, you know, to be alone with the Father at night to pray. Jesus experienced in intimacy. Jesus experienced impartation and invigoration in his secret life with God. And you can, too. You can experience the intimacy. You can receive impartations from the Lord and invigoration, uh, which to me is just like getting excited about the things of God again. Uh, oh, and also another chapter, which I'm not going to talk about, I found interesting was the, the chapter on boredom. Oh, yeah. And basically, just keep going. You know, if you're feeling bored, just keep pressing through because one day, with the Lord, like when you receive from the Lord those times when, you know, he's talking to you and he's pouring out his spirit in you and it just doesn't get any better than that, it's worth just that one time, even if there's a thousand days of just normal. Just that one time with the Lord is worth it. So don't give up. I thought that really ministered to me. But anyways, so if you're not a morning person and not sure whether you're an evening or morning person, experiment with both. Hey, why not do both? Give the Alpha and Omega the first of your day and the last of your day because he deserves the best. Yeah. Yes, he does. Chapter 16, The Secret of Time. Over here. Oh, this was so good, too. The enemy will do anything and everything that he can prevent you from spending time with the Lord. He can squeeze. He can distract. He can harass. He can oppress. He can confuse. You're weary. You're tired. He intimidates, he accuses, he disappoints, you're not good enough. Oh, my gosh. Anything he will do to try to take you away from spending time with God. Why? He's jealous of that relationship. Time invested in the secret places and never a waste of time. Never. Amen. Spending Amen. time with God is never a waste of time. That was, that was super cool. Then... You have one more? I do have one okay. more. Okay, so chapter 10, the secret of burning. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's not that we go into his presence and his glory falls, that it burns us up. No, it's that we catch on fire. We catch on fire so that we can go out and, and be a blaze, be a shining bright light. Um, I just thought that was he, God is a consuming fire. So that was really Interesting. Yeah, and then there's the secret of tears. 
And I actually began to tear up a little bit when I was reviewing this. I don't know if we'll do that now, but anyways, the secret of tears. There's something about tears that's very pure and unfeigned, which means made up. Um, they're tough to fake. Tears are tough to fake unless you're an actor or an actress or something in a movie. But, you know, it's, it's tough to fake tears. And when someone gets teary when you're in conversation with them, it stops you. Because, you know, it, it just it stops you. Tears in the secret place or your prayer time, your private time with God, are altogether honest. There's something really honest about tears. And they get heaven's attention because they are liquid sincerity. Amen. That's chapter 33. Yeah. I mean, we could go on and yeah. on. It, this, this was a Thanksgiving feast. Like, we were yeah. so full, so fat. Uh, I mean, it, it was just amazing. But I'm going to tell you this one chapter out of the 52 changed my life. It's chapter 15, The Secret of Radiation Therapy. And they likened radiation therapy to the glory of the Lord and cancer to sin. And so when we're in the presence of God, the, the radiation kills our sin, takes our sin away. It was just so amazing um, how... Just being in the presence of God changes us. Um, we were talking with Kevin about how, you know, we could constantly look at ourselves and say, something's wrong with me, and, and because we love God so much, I want to work on this. And, and then, you know, we work on it, and then we fail. And, and, um, and, and I, you know, I'm always prodding, you know, wanting to get better and better. And finally God said, would you just stop it? Stop working on yourself all the time. When you spend time with me, I will show you what it is that I want to work on with you. But other than that, go have go have fun. Enjoy have, your life. Yeah. Just have, he came that we could enjoy our life. Have an amazing relationship with, with Father, Papa, Abba, Daddy, whatever it is that you call him, it's that name is a very intimate name that you have with him. And he knows, he knows you. Do you know him? How much do you know him? How much time are you spending with him? He sees, he sees that. Are we getting bombarded with, you know, the accuser of the brethren? Are we, you know, it's just, it's just stop, stop and just love him and spend time with him and let him love you. Walk and talk with him. People will say, well, I, you know, I can't really hear him. Um, but he wants you to hear him. And that, I think, is just another ploy of the enemy because the word of God says that the, the sheep hear the shepherd's voice. And it's, you know, being still, uh, waiting for him to dismiss, sitting is, it's not necessarily us just talking to him. So Jim and I were praying and we're, we're very thankful that you guys give us this uh, ability right. to, mm -hmm. to learn and practice, you know. Um, but the most important thing that is, God, what do you want 
the church to have? What is it that you want them to have? What do you want to tell them? And we felt like what God was saying is being with him is like Thanksgiving. Like he, he has so much, and he wants to be close with you. He wants to be closer. You guys are getting this promotion, and you're going to have to, like, be really tight with him. And, and he loves you so very much. And that he doesn't look at all that you're not. Uh-oh, did that? Oh, no. What happened? Is it? Oops. It's the picture right there. there. Thank you. It's this right here. When we go to God, he doesn't look at what we are or what we're not. He sees our heart. And he, I'm telling you guys, he knows your heart. He, He wants you to know that he sees your heart. And that, that you're trying, and that makes him so happy. And we're all learning. And, you know, we're not perfect. And and he knows that we that some of us want to be perfect, and, and we never quite get there. But that doesn't mean that we have to um, beat ourselves up, because what he does is he sees our heart. Our heart's desire is to love him and to know him. That, and he wants you to know that he sees that. However, he's a little concerned about how you guys beat yourself up sometimes. Um, you're an apostolic church, so you have, like, you're driven, and you're, and you're you know, pioneering, and, 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 and that is awesome, and he loves that. But he also wants, like, uh, somebody had a word uh, today, just rest. Rest with him. Love him. Spend time with him. Um, have fun. Be full of joy. And he just wants your heart. That's all, all we have is to give him our heart. And Jesus is saying, that's all I, all I really want. And so our, our activation or our ministry today, where's um, Carrington? Can you pass out those um, papers? So what our ministry is, and I, I honestly know that there's going to be a shift that there is something that is is in your life, in your mind, something that you wrestle with. I liken it to say in your heart you have all these rooms, living room, dining room, kitchen, bathroom, attic, basement, closets, all this. And does... God have full access? Like, can God go into every single room, attic, closet in your, in your house, in your heart? Because if he can't, then he doesn't have all of you. And he wants all of you. He, he, and he knows all of you, but he wants you to, to release. So it's more of him and less of you. If there's more of him and less of you, like we were watching the Stephen Furtick um, 
message, and he says, you know, it was really cool because he says, when you're ministering to people, if you're afraid, then you're looking at yourself. But if you're, if you're looking at God and what God wants to give, then it's just like love. Um, so I think this new promotion that, that we are coming into or he's going to advance us into, it's, it's you have to let him in, all of you and trust him and so what we're going to do is we'll pray and holy spirit will reveal and then you write it on that piece of paper and then if 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 this is if you're at a place where you're willing to um you know let it be exposed i mean he already knows anyways but he he just wants you to to say, I see this, I don't want it anymore because I want more of you. And you're going to bring it up and put it at the foot of the cross in the basket. And in turn, then you're going to um, take one of these communions. The blood of Jesus covers you, sanctifies you, cleanses you, heals you, makes you whole. And, uh, and his body. So we're going to do an exchange and um, it's, it's going to be amazing. You guys are going to um, give and receive. And that's a, a relationship. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what he wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming. Keep praying, and simply obey, because God is good, and he has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city, your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.